This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Uh, I did some research, and I think I took it a little too scientific with what would be the Velociraptors. No such thing. University of Texas, Dallas. Their mascot is the Comet. There you go. End game. Wow. With wow. Comet, wow. The Heady play. No, that's like a rock. No. How is it what killed the dinosaurs, no, you it, idiot? Yeah, oh! that's what Barrett, Barrett didn't get the joke. Barrett didn't get the joke. Oh, well. this Not at all. Wow. I got it. Yeah, Jesus! I can't Thank believe you. Barrett tried to argue. Look at his shame. For y'all not <laughs> looking, like, oh, he closed damn. his eyes. He didn't realize. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't I realize. Prefaced it by saying, "I went he was, to science." He was really ready to argue. Comments versus. Do you like Look at his face. Like, <laughs> he's so mad. Oh my! There's so much shame just crossing over. Love you, I Barrett. ruined that. I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> and, and it's only funny because Barrett's usually the one that tells us, like when we didn't get the joke. I love Hook. That was the, like... the movie of my childhood. Yeah, it was like, yesterday. It was how many mil- more millions of dollars than Jurassic <laughs> Park, and it had no CGI. Yeah. But I mean, there's so many like, like there's so many memorable scenes from wow. that movie. Yeah. So the it, it got out of seventy. Uh, the to, I, where, I forget. Do they where do they get their? Is they get it from Rotten Tomatoes? It's Rotten Tomatoes. Well, the tomato meter was twenty nine. That's insane. The audience score though was a seventy six. So I mean, it's yeah. These fucking critics, they ain't gonna over themselves. No, but they also take like. Any, I don't know where the reviews are from Rotten Tomatoes or like somewhere else. So it'll be like, you know, Jeff69420 said, <laughs> it's like, you know, whatever. And they'll just read yeah. it. So that's like the first part is they go through like the critics' reviews and then the actual no, they do, people thought of it. They do positive and negative. And negative. Wait. Yeah. And welcome back to Laughter the Club. Uh, tonight we have with us Lou. I'm pretty sure it's Lou. I don't know if it's Bruce. Um, we've got Kish no, in Miami. We've yep. got Jeanette out in Los Angeles. And we've got Fleming M. Um, so I think, Kish, why don't we start off with um, your topics? So this weekend I went to a brewery. It's an outdoor brewery. I'm double Jackson with friends Jackson. FYI. Um, and I, you know, they have these like little barrels outside in the patio area, right? So I decided to sit on one of these barrels. There weren't that many chairs left. Um, we pushed over one of these barrels over to our table and I sat on it like a normal human being. Um, I started at some point about two minutes in complaining about, oh, this barrel's not giving me that much support for my back. 
And uh, literally 30 seconds after, I fell through the barrel and I have the nastiest scratch from the barrel and bruises all over my back and my elbows and uh, the inside of my knee as well. But, you know, despite that, it didn't hurt. I only realized that it hurt once my friend, uh, I was like, yo, can you look at this? And he took a picture of it. He, he looked at it and he was like, oh shit, that's actually kind of intense. And I was like, no, nah, you're fucking with me. And he looked at it and he was like, nah, that's actually pretty bad. And he took a picture and showed it to me. And it looked like a pretty nasty scratch. Still doesn't hurt. But the, the best part about that uh, venture over to the brewery was that I met this old hippie dude who was a music producer um, out in Miami, like everyone else is. And his name was Douglas. He was wearing a what? safari ass hat. Um, he had long gray hair. And he was basically a walking horoscope. And like he told me a bunch of crazy shit. Um, a bunch about that. He produced for Judas Priest, he produced for Dolly Parton. He's uh trying to figure out how many people can fit in that venue that we were at. And I'm wondering whether you guys have ran into any of these walking horoscopes and how you feel about uh these kinds of people because so i was throwing horoscopes like he was telling me what my future was going to be right he was saying like you're going to marry a woman from ethiopia and he told my friend no you're going to marry a woman from venezuela and right. i don't know what he was doing there but i it was weird i i i have i have something for you here Kish, because that was a weird ass question and i'm rescuing you but um i i think uh I think this is up the right alley. And I certainly don't want to make light of this person because he appeared to be a bit crazy. Um, but um, this was my, my freshman year in college, my buddy Dane and I were trying to go find some place where the beer was cheap and they would accept our fake IDs. And I was at USC and I, we... we, we looked online and we found this food for less and we're like, all right, chill. Uh, Jeanette's already laughing at this cause she knows what this story is going. Um, and so we go to this food for less and it's like, you know, four or five miles away. And we had just got to USC and we didn't know that it was just like this annoying little white person bubble and you didn't leave it. And we left it. Uh, and so we're at Food for Less and we're buying some beer. And I, I mean, to put it bluntly, like we're the only white people for like miles. Um, and and we come out, we're loading up my, my Volkswagen van with all this beer we bought for cheap. And this guy comes up to us and he just starts talking to Dane about how much he likes his long hair. And then at some point, and this was this was probably like 2007, 2008. So you remember when Britney Spears shaved her hair, shaved her hair off? Yes. Um, Never so, heard of it. So he just comes up and after like asking what my um, buddy does at UCLA, he's at UCLA. He's like, I'm a philosophy major. And the guy goes, oh, I love philosophy. Think about this. Cut your cut your hair short, then Britney Spears, 
and he just turned around and walked away. And and <laughs> to this day, we'll, we'll just be like, you know what? Cut your sh- cut your hair short, Britney Spears. It was the weirdest goddamn interaction I've ever had in my freaking life, and I will never forget it. So when you say that y'all always say cut your sh- cut your hair short, do you do it that way because you did it twice where you're gonna tell us to cut yeah, our Yeah, you know what? It was weird because I uh, I did stumble on the exact same twice. syllable twice in a row. I, I noticed that myself. Thank you for pointing that out. Well, Fine. no, I just because it was a cut your shit thing, and I wasn't sure if you like telling somebody. No, 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 no. It was uh, it was just my ineptitude. We'll uh, apologize to Blue Wire for the last two interesting stories that just took place. You're welcome. Uh, I got I got something. So when uh, I feel like most of these people, uh, they they're better when you meet them somewhere in your twenties. When you get older, it's just like please leave me alone. But in your twenties, you're all for. It. So in my twenties, I worked at a coffee shop uh, downtown Roanoke. And there was this staple, this, this older black gentleman, his name was called Slow. I don't know why his name was called Slow, but he was Slow. Uh, he would wear like leather gloves. He had tons of gold chains, always some sort of weird hat. He had a cane, but he would talk like, hey, man, how's it going, brother? Right? <laughs> and he'd talk like that. And he would just tell you really random things. And like the, the biggest thing that he told me is one day, he told me that once we're done getting all the oil out of the earth the earth is just gonna fall out of the universe of course and he's like looking at me with these glasses and and then he uh eventually he stopped coming into the comic shop so he's either he moved on or he he i think he might have passed away but he was definitely like everyone was like it was like when you start work when you started working oh that's slow and it's just like just let him do whatever he wants so he was he was awesome do you think of him fondly when you go pump gas, Lou? Uh, no. When do you hey, think bro. of him fondly? Um, I actually haven't thought about him until you guys brought this up. So, uh, <laughs> well, I guess. Oh, you know I what? Wanted I wanted to touch on that. Oh, go ahead, Jeff. Oh, uh, I was just Lou just made me realize what I should have said was I used to work with a guy named Boxcar. And he lived in MacArthur Park. That that's what I wanted to touch on is to rever- <laughs> if you if you reverse things from where we are back to where we started, we started with Kish falling through a barrel and then finding somebody that is a um, some sort of psychic. I forget the word horoscope. you use. Horoscope. He's a walking horoscope. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Horoscope. And we somehow turned it into crack addict homeless people. It seems like in or around our neighborhood. Because this is what this reminds me of, or people that you just do that to. And this guy, if he was that kid, you could have started there. But that's where my confusion went, is how we went from, like, horoscope to that. Because horoscope people are frauds. Like, in New Orleans, they'll look at your tattoo, the people you're around, and they'll tell you things about yourself. Uh, but I was just trying to connect the dots of where we went from uh, Miss Cleo to uh, old crackhead on the corner. Oh, Miss Cleo. Is Kish too young to remember Miss Cleo? I know who Miss Cleo is. Good question. Get out of here. All right. I don't know if I've watched Miss Cleo many very, very often in my Russian household, but I know who Miss Cleo is. I don't know though. I'm with Jeff here. Do you I mean, but how do you know? Did you know because people made the reference and you Googled it? Because there's no way you saw her on TV. Yeah, I don't know if I saw her on TV straight up, but like I know who she is and I've seen many references. Yes. You're right. He's seen of her. (laughs) <laughs> um anyway so uh kish why don't we keep this interesting uh train rolling and you you hit up your uh second 
Lavic. So I actually uh, was supposed to be my first adult wedding. And by that, I mean, I am currently an adult and I'm finally going to a wedding. Thank and, you for that clarification because yeah, it would have yeah. been really weird otherwise. Yeah. This wedding was supposed to be last year. It got postponed by a year because of the, all the COVID shit. But um, I got a last minute notification because of the change in address. And I am trying to go. It's one of close friends from college. But what my question for you guys is, what is the appropriate amount to spend and appropriate amount of things to buy for a wedding registry? So I, I would say this is a very um it's extremely variable and what i mean by that is like it depends on how close you are to the human like if it's like a really really close homie like i'm probably gonna go you know i'm gonna go buy him something nice if it's somebody that's like just some random fucking person that i'm friends with 100 bones yeah that's what i was kind of thinking was in my kind of range um, but Jeanette, you seemed excited for this topic. What is your opinion? Um, so as with most things, the youth seem to have um, this thing about tarnishing major events. Uh, so I think when I speak on this, it comes out of jealousy and uh, appreciation for their shrewdness. Because now what happens is you have the engagement party and then you have the wedding. So the youths are double dipping on the gifts and they're trying to come up and then it's like, you can, I guess, game the stores and come up with like store credit and stuff like that. So kudos to those people. But if you have a situation um, where they're in, they have invited you to both the wedding and the engagement party, it's one gift, you consolidate it as one gift and you can spend a little bit more and then for me, what happened is it was my cousin's wedding. So then the day of his actual wedding, I just gave him cash. And I think it was like a uh, hundred to $200 that I gave him because mm -hmm. I ended up buying him a hundred dollar um, toaster oven for his kitchen. Mm -hmm. And then him and his wife, even though they had a registry for some, for some reason, it didn't tick down. And he's like, we ended up getting four from different people <laughs> so the week after they came back from the honeymoon they were just returning all kinds of stuff and getting all kinds of credit and they're like we end up buying comforters and down pillows he's like we're so happy so don't overstress it whatever you get them because on the back end they'll figure it out how to make their money on it so yeah the, the thing i take away from that though is it's your cousin right which means that you knew you were getting invited to both if you get invited to an engagement party and you like, you know, your relationships, if you're borderline, not sure if you're making it to that wedding, do not buy a gift because if you don't get invited to the wedding, that's it. Like, you didn't deserve to buy, you know, they didn't deserve the gift, like move on. And also if you have an engagement party, like get over yourself, but I get it. Some people get excited. <laughs> it's family, but it's true. Like get over yourself. She said, yes, congratulations. That's the whole reason we're having a wedding. Like we don't need to celebrate this twice. Uh, but from a wedding gift, one thing I'll say is one stick to the registry, regardless of, uh, unless it's like these people that are being unreasonable with like, you know, hundreds of hundreds of dollar gift, which is ridiculous. Stick to the registry, buy whatever's within your means. So I tell everybody like, cause most couples actually pick things where, you know, most people are aware of their friendships. So they pick things ranging usually from 50 all the way up to whatever 
they feel that their close circle is comfortable with. So pick whatever you're comfortable with, you pick. Just get in early is the is the advice I have for you because when you get in late, late. I'm running oh, that, that's but, the worst you can do but but there are a bunch of a bunch of like 20 to 50 dollar gifts that i can kind of compile okay. to to make the amount that i'm willing to I, well so that's the thing don't feel like you have to reach an amount just pick the gift you think is more like suitable to them that's always my thing but get in early obviously you're past that but if you get in early you usually get the 50 dollar gift it's like worth a lot more than the 50 dollar gift and those people have already gotten it uh, other than that just yeah do not buy engagement gift engagement party gifts unless you're absolutely sure you're going to the wedding but cash is the answer tonight because like Stu got said there's nothing better than your honeymoon counting money it's legitimately one of the <laughs> best days of my life. i feel like a stripper i might do that i might do that yeah uh jeff or eric do y'all have, or i'm sorry lou's right here uh lou um no i don't have any advice on um on what because it's i think normally i let my wife pick it um what we're getting so i don't have to deal with that but i do have i what i believe is the most shocking and like uh, a gift on a registry that you should never put and it comes from my sister and her brother-in-law we're going down the list so you know it's a normal thing it's like teapot it's like beer glasses you know uh, comforters and then it's uh boxes of condoms And I was like, you got, there's, you can't, like, you can't do that. You can't put condoms okay, no, on a wedding. No, registry. no, no. That's hysterical. That's yeah, exactly if, what you do. If a joke, that's perfect. No, if they really no, no, but it's different because you don't know my, my family. My family is very religious. Oh, so like, okay, I got it. We, yeah. we don't talk about, we don't talk about sex. Like sex does not, is not brought up in our family. So the fact that like condoms got put on to like our, my sister's registry and like i can just imagine just like the people from our church and like everything like seeing this and it's just it was like so well well, more importantly like like i mean they're 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 getting married right so like i don't know it seems a little counterintuitive uh i wish i wish somebody would got me a box of condoms when i got married i wish i got Uh, you no, yeah, the, but the, I mean, that, but that's like what, fifteen dollars for a box of condoms? Like, I mean, but who? I mean, who's gonna buy that? Like, hey, I mean, like, here, I think it's hysterical. You know, hey, I think yeah, it's I'm hysterical. Congrats, congratulations, sister. Here's a box of condoms. Enjoy your honeymoon. Like, I thought you were gonna say like some sort of you know refurbished dildo collection or something. Like, like I would also buy that. Like that, like a box of condoms is hysterical on a registry. Yeah, and, and I don't want to be that that guy, but like, if you're our, if you're a grown adult, how old were you when this wedding took place, Lou? Uh, I was twenty two and three. She got married around twenty five. Okay, yeah, like once you're in your twenties, and I, I'm not doing this to do like a year just a joke, but like eventually you have to recognize that the females and that you were raised with are having sex. But what I think is the most disrespectful thing is who posted the box of condoms on there because like did she put out his size or did he get to choose like was it like did he get to like oh, pretend you, it was magnum you have to you to have to go magnum there right yeah. you because have if you to go, go magnum. yeah if you go the stuff i was buying at like 13 years old which was never used but like just the things you buy because you think it's normal um that's that's the bigger issue here is like who disrespected who did she call it out or was it just magnum <gasps> 
Uh, it was I'm just assuming, like the, I'm assuming uh, it's all variety packs, right? Like that's what it has to be. Glow in it the was dark. like your standard, yeah, yeah. We've all standard been there. Trojan. Standard Trojan. Your Trojan. Lightsabers. Trojan, man. Um, I'm oh, sorry, but congratulations on the sex to your um, family. I think you've given a kid an additional idea. You know, you can get the box and then okay so one thing we would do at work is for like birthday parties you get a small gift and then you buy a, no you buy a ridiculously large box and you just stuff it with whatever paper and the person thinks they're getting something like ex- extravagant whatever because they're going off of the size and then Sorry. they dig in and it's like something super tiny Hold on. So hold maybe on. for the wedding, you could do this, kids. You could get like a box of condoms, but put them in a rather large box with a fancy wedding paper. And, uh, you know, it'll be a good prank. We cannot transition from condoms to stuffing boxes and just act like there's not like 50 puns <laughs> waiting to happen. Damn it, Flem. <laughs> Motherfucker got me. Like any good team, Hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, guys? Give our sister podcast, Relegated FC, a go. It's our soccer podcast dedicated to keeping you informed about the sport of soccer. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. Soccer in it. Um, Eric, we are uh, we we uh, are now joined by our fearless leader, Mike Ryan fan account. Um, Eric. What is your advice for a wedding registry? Man, this is a new one. Yeah, I, I luckily, being a, a lone wolf, I didn't really have to deal with this. Um, but I, I would probably, I'm, I'm kind of putting myself in the picture, like if one of y'all invited me to your weddings, how much I would spend. And I'm trying to think, like, if I didn't have to travel and you didn't make me have to, like, rent a suit, like, I might be willing to... I don't know, 200 reasonable. But if you're yep. making travel and you're making me spend money on clothes, like I'm probably going to be annoyed and go on like 50. Years. You, so I- to that point, like I, I got beef with, with people who are asking you to like travel massive distances for their wedding. Like I have family that got fucking married in Italy and they sent us a fucking invitation. I'm like, fuck the fuck off. Like, I'm not flying to Italy. I'm not getting a hotel in Italy. Like, and I, I'm pretty sure they did that on purpose because they didn't really want anybody to be there. We but, out the shitty cousins. But like, you know, like I don't, I don't know about these like destination weddings, man. So, so I, I, I got, have an opinion on destination. Oh, go ahead, you're good. You're good. 
So just to be clear, right? Like I, I moved from, I'm, I'm in Miami. I got invited to a wedding in Iowa. This is in a month. I got very last minute notice. Okay. Um, well, we can tell you right now, if Iowa, just, just say no, none of us are going to like, wait in Iowa. It's a hard pass, homie. These are good friends. These are good friends. I, I have known them forever. So like, I, I don't know if I can say no and I will do want to go. These are, these are my parameters. This is what I want the advice on. So Eric, does that change your answer? If like, this is one of your oh, close yeah. friends, like, like me, like me, like Eric, you're coming to visit me. Yeah, it does, because you're taking me out of Miami and you're putting me in Iowa. So, I mean, you're, <laughs> lucky, you're lucky to get, like, a 12-pack of Natty Light. Whoa! <laughs> well yes, said, I, Rick. I have, I've had two friends where I drove 10-plus hours for their wedding, so... Uh, you, you told I've one of those stories here. Did I? Yeah, it was one of the best, like, we're coming back home and you had... There's a whole, like, road trip story. It's all right, we'll get to it later. Well, and, back. while we're uh, while we're with Lou here, um, I didn't Lou, mean to catch off, but like it was a funny story. I just can't remember. No, no, I was gonna say I, I think this I kind don't of remember. I don't. I think Bruce told that story. I don't. Lou doesn't. He definitely did. Well, I no, I think this transitions nicely into your topic, though, Lou. Why don't you? Uh, yeah. All right. So I had this thought today. I I was listening to comedians today, and I thought of something that'd be really funny. So imagine if you were you didn't have to worry about money and you were rich, but you were bored and you wanted to get a job, but you just wanted to get a job to either just mess with customers or mess with your employer. Cause you can just do whatever you want because you know, you can just get fired and it doesn't matter. So if you didn't, if it didn't matter what you did your job, what job would you do? And like, what would, what would be the funny thing that we do? Like, so my thought would be is I would really like to get like a job being like a food prep for like a semi high end, like chef or something and do things like, instead of calling yes, chef, call him like yes, chief. And just calling him like the wrong thing. <laughs> and then like totally cutting things wrong on purpose, like really badly just to like make them mad to eventually where you just drive this neurotic chef chief, uh, <laughs> mad to where he eventually just fires you and then you just find find another job i think it'll just be if if i had unlimited funds i would just get jobs to get fired so what would you guys be job that you would want to work to get fired at i've got one and i think about this a lot so i'd want to be the beach boy but not the main one because the main one has to interact with the customers and actually like set up the chair what i'd want to do is be like the cleanup guy that comes and put and brings the towels specialized super you know you, you're just walking on the beach all day putting towels on chairs essentially what you're doing that's what I oh, doing. that was supposed to be one of my jobs in high school no 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 eric you're not no this is a job that where your whole goal is to get fired it's oh. best with someone to get <laughs> Which... fired not 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 a job that you would want to do if you had rich, but a job that like just you want to do it and you just want to mess with someone like you like maybe you want to get a job at the airport and just like totally mess with people with luggage. Lou's whole point of this game was to tell everybody how bad they are at it. It didn't has an answer. Oh, I, I don't know. Um, I, I'm waiting for Lou's criticism on this one. So, what I would do is I would become a cleaning lady, right? So I would go to the the rich people's houses. And I would just be like, yeah, that looks kind of dirty. And then I'd go and sit down and like watch their TV, raid their fridge, go into the pool. And like, I mean, I don't swim, so I wouldn't swim. So I'd just be in the spa. And I'd be like, 
Five o'clock. See you tomorrow. Yep. Wait, just wait, all the wait, way wait, wait, wait. What do you mean you don't swim? Yeah. I never learned question. how to swim. I don't know how to Jeanette, swim. I'll teach you. Don't worry. When you come to Moss, we're good. But and like, even though I'm round, I'm not buoyant. I'm not so. Yeah. It's, it's, a mo- it's a motion of the arms. The motion of the arms and the legs. We're good. We'll figure it out. Uh, but but no, that's not. That, we're not gonna breeze past that. That's a great question by Jeff. How can you not swim? You live in California. You're California. I grew up in South Central. The beach is far from here, and it is a disgusting marine toilet. Yeah, California beach sucks. Yeah, that's okay. not true. Not as maybe. Just come to Orange Don't County beach. Jeff is very insulted right now. Yeah, I thought you all had heated pools in California. I I didn't know that there weren't heated pools, so. <laughs> so Lou, I'm confused by your game because like you worst cleaning lady. You threw a curveball at all of us. Like you you said if you're rich, just what job you'd want to have, and then you threw the tweet. No, no, no. I meant sorry. Okay. I'm sorry I didn't explain. It, but the the whole point of the job is to you get, get fired. fired. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, yeah, I like, think if if that's the point, I want to throw like a throwback and do like blockbuster. And just like give people the wrong videos, like you know how like when they're checking out and you have to make sure it's the right video, you give them the movie you want them to see. Like they want to see something you know mm. is a bad movie, you replace it and say no, no, no. This is the comedy you're looking for, or this is the horror film, and then just get fired that way because you refuse to let people think that their opinions in movies matter. Man, you know what I've always wanted to do, like forever. I don't. I, there was some comedian that made this joke like years ago, and I don't remember who it was. But it was how he wanted to, like, quit a job. And the way he described it was he wanted to go in or, or like, it was, no, it was the meeting when he thought he was going to get fired. So he had, he said he wanted to go in with a full pocket of glitter. And then as soon as he gets fired, you just go, oh, I understand. And then you blow glitter all over your boss. And tell me there is anything harder to get off of your body than glitter. There is nothing. Glitter will be on you permanently. It it is like uh, arts and crafts aids, basically. Like, there's nothing compared to it. Um, And you were were saying aids as in like A-I-D-S capitalized. Yes, yes. yes. I thought it was clear. Maybe not um but like for me the first thought that, that i had and this might not be the best answer it's definitely not the best answer but i used to be a gymnast and um you know those like trampoline parks that you can go to right yes. you can like bounce around and flip around and all that stuff well i would do some crazy shit and encourage people to do the exact same thing and watch them fall on their faces the only issue with this plan is that someone would probably break their neck and die um but it'd be hilarious to be able to see people fall on their faces, right? Like it's a fine line. Like it's it's hilarious to see somebody fall on their face close it, to don't it's break the knife. Scarring to just watching somebody die on life. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a very fine line. It's the most dangerous game. The uh the cascaron eggs supports Jeff's thing, right? Like confetti like and glitter is the worst thing to get off of you. Now Jeff is trying to make a comedian thing where it's like really what you're trying to do is it's through gods and not have glitter on you at 3 a.m. when you're driving home after a guy's night. Um, so we can make it cascaron eggs, we can make it stand up comedian, but the whole point is just don't smell like cheap perfume 
Yeah, pour some gasoline on you. Yeah, Jeanette. It's also very dangerous because if glitter or any of that stuff gets in your eye, oh, you're just like panicking because you you're like don't don't want your eyeballs to get cut. You're going to looking for water, something to clean out your eye. It's like an, the closest you'll get to a near death experience. It's very traumatizing. Been there. I'm I'm ashamed here. Hold on. I thought like the one person would be like the Mexican peer here. You didn't do cascadones or y'all don't do this in Easter. Yes, that's what that's when it oh, happened. Okay. So it was, we were in Mexico for one of the fiestas in my dad's town, and somebody cracked an egg on my head at the moment that I was looking up at something. So instead of cracking at the top of my head, it was like right here where my eyebrows are. So it, it had a uh, it had flour in it and some other stuff, confetti, and it started going into my eye. And I was like crying because I couldn't see and yelling hysterically. And I tried to run and it was in a main street and someone yanked me because it's like I could get run over. And then I just felt a bunch of like liquid pouring into my face. I assume it was water. It could have been Coke, uh, squirt, you know, tamarindo, who knows? Coke is a powder. But, oh the, my the... God. Yeah, I, I totally hated. I, I wish I knew who that was because I would have beaten him up. All right. Coca-Cola. So uh, wait, is is so is this so? What do you do with these eggs? You just are you just supposed to like break them over people's heads? Because I I uh, clearly I have no clue. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. You haven't heard of this? I have. Me neither. And I'm, I'm... Yeah. Clearly. Cl- yeah. Jeff. I, yeah. I, 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 nope. You oh my god! I thought Jeff was like. Before, and I have no idea. Yeah. What I thought no, I Jeff mean, usually was going to be the one. Yeah. Usually I know, but no. Yeah, Jeff describes street tacos better than I could, so I thought he was the guy. Uh, Eric, hold on. I need to do a poll here. Do you know what these are? Uh, yes, but only because of my wife, and she's Mexican. It's not okay, it's, I, it's uh, a Mexican thing. Yeah. This is crazy. It's like an all-out war zone. My wife hates it, too, because she's from El Salvador. But in the Mexican culture, they're eggs, they're flour or confetti or glitter, and that you empty them out, you put a hole in it, you empty them out, you dry them an out, actual and you egg. put them in. Yeah, an actual egg, but you get the yolk out. Yeah, so you, you put a little hole in the top, get the yolk out, dry it out. And then you put confetti or flour. If you're like, there's some really asshole things that people do. Like nothing too bad, but beer or whatever. Okay. You put it in and then you put, I wish. And Box. then you put like the paper mache over it to keep it covered. And it becomes a war. Like people in our family like show up, they have them hidden in the cars behind couches. And when it's time, you can kind of, it like builds up like a John Wick movie where like you see people hunting for eggs with their kids and taking cute pictures and then out of nowhere, you see people slowly like eyeing each other, like it's about to go down. And then these things come out and it's all over the house, backyard, doesn't matter. Crackhead, crack eggs overheads. Um, Jeanette, I don't know if crackhead is back to the earlier. Back story. to the first topic. Yeah. That but sounds, I can't believe this. sounds is, really fun. It is, yeah. Now, now that sounds really unbelievable. Like- I want that in my life. That yeah. sounds like such a great time. But it also has the potential to lead to like concussions when you're the one that everybody wants to go after because you're like the least favorite, the most hated relative or friend. Because everyone will go after you and you're just like get, you know, like eight, ten cracks at a time. And it's like, okay, can we go after somebody else? Anyway, um, Jeanette, you had a serious topic. Yeah, so <clears throat> on Tuesday, it was the Chauvin trial, Derek Chauvin trial, the verdict was announced of him on all three counts being uh, guilty. 
And at some point after watching all the coverage on, you know, CNN and all that stuff, uh, for some reason, I found myself switching over to ESPN and on the Sports Center, they had L. Duncan and Kevin Nagandi discussing what the implication of, you know, that those verdicts meant and talking to prominent ESPNers like Stephen A. Smith about the subject. So... Uh, it kind of struck me uh, as odd that for the past year, a lot of what we've heard is that ESPN is very much stick to sports and they don't want to mix politics with sports. And, you know, they just want to be very much about sports. So to have this dedicated sports center be about that verdict and what it means to, you know, the African-American community and the outreach and efforts that have been done since last year, since George Floyd was killed by Derek Chauvin, by athletes of different sports, not just here in the United States, but all over the world, um, was incredibly surprising. I give a lot of credit to Elle and to Kevin for being so vulnerable and candid at that time. And it also hopefully opens it up so that whoever's running ESPN, they realize that it is oh, that it is more than okay to not stick to sports and to allow these moments to permeate into their, their newscast because it affects all of us. It is important to all of us. It normalizes it. And it also takes away that stupid talking point of stick to sports that ignorant people like to throw in the faces of you know, LeBron and all these, you know, Renee Montgomery, the Atlanta Dream, all these people that have worked incredibly hard to try to change the way race relations are seen in the United States. So the more that we can take away these stupid, ignorant talking points from closed-minded people, the better it is. But mostly it's just a congratulations to Elle and to Kevin for what they did that day. And we need to see more of that whether it's at ESPN or any other sports networks, uh, do it. it if, if it's going to drive away people, it's driving away the wrong kind of people. And if they come back, maybe they, you know, and they keep on seeing it, maybe it'll change their mind. Who knows? But if it doesn't, you know, fuck those people. Yeah. So one, one of the people that I think is like very nuanced about this topic um, is, is is Bomani right like so he always comes across as a person who has um opinions that necessarily I, I wouldn't necessarily expect right like despite knowing all the things about him it, he always comes out very nuanced and he's the kind of person that I would hope to I, hear more about I don't want to cut you off I would say more like just logical and aware than nuanced right because nuance seems as if it's trying to fend, just I'm not trying to correct your stance, but yeah, more thought out than most people that speak on the matter. No, no, but some sometimes there's some some things that I think are like, or no, maybe okay. I think not, not even I think there are things that are brought in the media that he that, that you think he'd have a certain stance and he brings out a different one, and it's not necessarily one that is um, a less aligned with what like I would expect um it's it's kind of like he's bringing all this information to the table and he's making a decision right like 
based on his perspective, he's still making a decision. He's still making um, an assessment of what's going on. And he, that's why he's my favorite person in all of the Levitar family, just because he's able to kind of bring it all together at once. Yeah, and I mean, what Jeanette said with the congratulations of Elle and Kevin, yeah, obviously, like, we're always going to celebrate when any network, regardless of size, especially somebody as with the size of ESPN, um, decides to speak up and really comment in a genuine way on what's going on in today's society or everyday society, not just today's historically. The only thing I hope for is, like, for it not to be, like, just to be trending on Twitter because I think that's why all of us are here is that we're fans of a show that would find stories that weren't necessarily trending on Twitter and we would hear about them and then we would, and not like they were responsible for it, but like the community kind of helps raise that awareness because we know what the intentions of Dan and the rest of the show are. And uh, it's still a kudos and I'm not trying to take credit away um, or do a Dan versus Mike Ryan earlier where they were trying to argue about progress, but it, don't wait for it to be trending. It, there are so many stories out there that, and y'all have the resources to find these stories. Um, find them, talk about them, and bring it up. And that's right. It like it normalizes it because the previous week, they have absolutely no problem turning a whole day of programming April April fifteenth, which is when you know Jackie Robinson uh, broke the color line. They have no problem dating a whole giving you a whole day of Jackie Robinson and this is what Jackie Robinson means to African-American a player and you know Latinx uh, ball players this is what he means and all you know all these other figures the cultural figures in sports so in that same way where you guys can carve out a whole day for you know Jackie Robinson Willie O'Ree um, etc they can do the same for this and it doesn't drive away viewers. I don't see people on Twitter saying I'm, I'm tired of Jackie Robinson and hearing about Pat Tillman and all these other people. It doesn't happen. So once we get that normalized, then it helps with moving forward and people understanding why that verdict and that trial was so incredibly huge. Yeah, I agree with, um, with what Janet's saying about their, uh, the reach is something that always baffles me just because I'm kind of a small-minded person as far as I think my basement is the entire world. And then when I leave the Midwest, I realize like, wow, this world is big and ESPN something that reaches all of those places in this big world. You know, it reaches from, from sea to shining sea. So I'm with this part. It's huge. Uh, them giving, you know, five minutes is going to be seen a lot of places and, it might not change everyone's mind, but like you said, it normalizes it or it helps. So that's big. Any other white people want to talk or is it just me? I, I, I suppose I can, I suppose as the whitest amongst us, I can uh, contribute something. No. Um, are, are you going to tell us why we're wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're all idiots. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, I mean, I would have won that trial. <laughs> <laughs> um, Please cut that. I'm so sorry. I mean, yeah. What? 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 what, what, what uh, oh, Jesus Christ! Right, no, I give up. It was German, dude. Uh, well, while while you get your dogs, Lou, I don't want to. Like, do you have anything you want to add? You can. You're muted. 
apparently I do this better when I'm drunk and when I'm sick. Oh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> but no, uh, it, I'm. I just remember hearing the verdict, and I. I mean, in the end, I. I just kind of was sad because it where we're at, and it's just a sad all around. It's just sad, you know. It's a, a man lost his life, you know, and the world still seems like it's gonna stay the same so it's just it's just kind of sad that's 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 how i felt and i only thing i can try to do is i i know what the world that i want to see happen in the world i want to live in and so i'm just going to do my best to speak out when i see things that i disagree with and just try to help my fellow fellow my neighbor just my neighbors and everyone around and try to treat them how i want to be treated this i feel like that's that's you know, it is nice that we do, you know, we're lucky we do have a bigger platform now that we're with Blue Wire and we can kind of, you know, get our opinions out there. And it's nice to have that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I lost it, my hold on. Now. I'm sorry. We have to we have to soak into this, sink into this through guys a moment. Did we just have a shameless plug? In the middle of Lou giving one of the greatest, like it was very self-aware. It was very great. And then the shameless plug of Blue Wire. The Stu Gods is so strong in you. Oh, Thank you. Yeah, because I, because honestly, There's at the beginning, I, the drive in the left field. I was, I was just thinking. I was like, man, I feel like Stu in this moment. Like I don't really know what I'm going to say in this, and I'm going to try to change the topic when I get you. No, you did, you did well, man. Good show. Um, Jeff avoided his opinion. Good job. No, I, I, I still have, I, I do still have my lopping if we want to do it. Let's I go. guess, I guess we don't have to. Now back to Jack Astry. If you get yeah. carried down a flight of stairs upside down, do you feel like you're going upstairs? That's a great question. And thank you for joining us on Laughter the Club. Um, once again tonight, we've had Jeanette, Kish, Flem. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Barrett, kinda sorta, and we were joined by Mike Ryan fan account. So thank you again for everybody for joining yeah. us. And um, yeah. Trying me. Yep. Um. You want the whole. You don't want the whole house more like me. Yeah. You okay. Know. Okay. 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 Back on track. We're getting back on track. Clem loves when he's house um, smells like meat. I have. I. I actually do. Sundays. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns, legends whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.